prepare yourself for invasion. This is Indian Invasion. Hey guys, what's happening? It is Mac and Eric here with Indie Invasion Podcast. Back to wreak havoc upon the podcast world, I think. Maybe. We'll give it a shot anyway. <laughs> so we are here to tickle your ears and talk about the wonderful games that we love so much and that hopefully some of you guys love as well. Say hello, Eric. Hello, guys. Welcome to the show. And as always, we got we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We do? Well, fun for us we hope fun oh well, for there them. you go that's what it's all about that's what it's all about <laughs> it is so much fun to just sit around talking about games in our podcast mansion oh wait we don't have a podcast mansion. not yet not, no. yet not yet we're working on one though we're working on it so that's that's the plan that's so what eric trends for that's what patreon's for that's right <laughs> so <laughs> I, have, I have a very important question for you that i believe is extremely relevant to the conversation right now uh what's the temperature there in in illinois oh. I have to. Eric? Uh, hey, we're oh, come on. on. The, just throw just throw a single digit number out there and you'll be I, right. I, well, it was 19 was the Ooh, high today. Balmy. We're on the up climb. Okay. So Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now the I, sun's I, down, so it's probably chillier now. Um, so so my kids wanted me to take the top off the Jeep today. Okay. So that's that's gonna be the comparison for us. So I'm not even gonna give you a temperature because you just finished telling me before we started recording that you were delivering mail in what was it knee deep snow yeah some houses had knee deep <laughs> snow so i was blazing a trail uh, uh, i needed those big snowshoes you know like yeah. they have up in the great white north you mean where you are <laughs> no even further than me oh okay okay <laughs> the, the, the top hat of america the top hat of america okay that's fair that is fair well guys we are thrilled once again that you joined us we are going to just ramble for a minute with our little welcome chit chat so Oh, in that vein, Eric, what do you have going on on your workbench or anything else for that matter? Well, you know what? We actually, for the show, we have a little bit of show business that oh. we need to take care of. Oh, yes. We got some We got some business. So we got a, another Patreon wow. supporter. Yeah. So we got to give him a shout out. This is a uh, actually one of my former Wild West Exodus players that moved to texas and i think he's moving back up here pretty soon and that's todd pressing and he went all out and went invader high lord oh so he's he he said he he went for broke man whoa so, thank you todd here's your shout out <laughs> mac's gonna get those new headphones yet yeah right on and i may send you a paper crown todd i don't know because i mean a high lord invader probably needs yeah. a paper crown i mean is that when I, <laughs> so when i kind of named our our three levels for patreon when i came up with invader high lord you know what i was thinking I, i'm almost afraid to ask <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this movie too. Uh, I was thinking of invaders from Mars. Remember the the High Lord leader there? Oh, he Mars, had that, Mars attacks. The Mars attacks. The, yeah. He had that that big yeah. old cape, you know, and he takes the cape off. He was just like the rest of them. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Todd. I, I'm I'm not going to buy you a cape. A paper crown, maybe, but not a cape. I, I can't swing a cape. I don't think <laughs> I spend too much money on games. <laughs> now, but if I can somehow figure out a way to get a game that came with a cape, I would send it to him. 
Mm. But I don't think there's a game that comes with a cape. I may have to look for something like that. I may have to. So what are you working on? So what I've been working on lately is one of my hobby goals for the year was to just kind of hammer out some painting. I want to finish off half painted stuff. And I did finish, I think in the last week, two, two models finished off. I have a bad habit of starting models and then I get a new shiny. So I jumped to that one. Oh, let's yeah. build them. Let's prime them. Let's put some, you know, base coat on it. Oh, here's another new one. Oh, let's move on to that one. So I got shelves of half done models. I'm pretty sure that's something that everyone who listens to the podcast can identify with. Yeah. And it's, it's something that it's like, I'm running out of room because I have all these half done models. So I've been really focusing on that. And I got a couple done this week and you saw last night on our live stream, my big dragon turtle. Oh, yeah, man. That thing is awesome. That. As and, a matter uh, of fact, I went to that Etsy link today and you? was looking okay. around. Some and nice I got to tell you, this is um, uh, note. This is in air quotes here. Air quotes. Air quotes. This is not <laughs> an official sponsored message, but that guy had some really cool stuff on there, man. Yeah. you know, And there's a couple different sellers that do the 3D printing that have that particular model. And something about this guy, I, I sent them some message asking them about right. sizes and stuff like that to get an idea how big it was. I mean, granted, probably wasn't going to matter. I was going. <laughs> because yeah. I mean, the dragon turtle is the bomb. Yeah. Um, but he, what stood out to me about him in particular is that he was very responsive. I mean, he yeah. kept, he, he stayed like, I sent him a message. He came back to me like within an hour. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, awesome. And I, I really liked that. And then um, it was funny because I actually found it and I just liked it. And shortly after I liked it later in that same day, he sent me like a 10% off. Oh, and, yeah. You know, and you then know, I got I, you know I like too. that. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, you just sold it. I'm going to get this model from you. And just looking through some of his other stuff, I really like yeah. some of the other stuff. He was fast. I think he printed it in less than a week and got it to me. Yeah. So it was quick, fast shipping. And we'll even after that- the fact, he was there to answer my questions. So yeah, I, and I we'll, really we'll- liked that. We'll throw that link up in the description because yeah. it is an Etsy store. And while it's not eBay, which as everyone learned in shorts the other the other week, that I do love eBay, it does still start in E and end in Y. And then it's in just y, so. Etsy. So I as far as I'm concerned, it qualifies for shopping. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you, ha- you don't have to mess around with that bidding war. You that, exactly. You want it, you buy it. Exactly. But there was some really <laughs> cool stuff. So not sponsored message, but we will throw that link up there because there was some really cool stuff. And yeah. you've actually seen the work up close because you have the model in hand. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm impressed. I mean, it's, it was a resin 3d print and what's weird is it's the first time I had a 3d print resin model. I've gotten some plastic ones like from hero forge. Uh, So it's like, it, it had that tackiness still to it. And I asked him, I said, why is it still tacky? Is that like a film from it printing? I have to wash it. And he, he, it simply said, oh, it's probably need, needs a little bit more UV, you know? So I had, uh-huh. that, I did have to put it in, you know, your basic window and let the natural sunlight, you your know, ba- your basic window. Could you have put it in like yeah. an advanced window and gotten yeah, it done faster? Window. Well, that could have been <laughs> the big window. Oh, that's what an advanced window is. It's those really big ones. Okay. I didn't know that. Is that like each window has a level like in yeah. an, an RPG? So you yeah. put it in like a level three window. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it was our big sliding door window. So. Oh, so that was probably like a level 10 window, yeah. I'm guessing. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, see, now I understand. Now you're talking in terminology <laughs> that I understand. <laughs> but yeah, I already have a list of some more of those I'd, I'd like to get. And actually got me to thinking about, hmm, I might start looking at some resin printers. Um, oh, I know there's... Yeah, I know there's a little bit of hassle with them with maintenance, but they are starting to come down in price. And they being, are. And we've actually had a couple of folks in the live stream give us some feedback on those couple of folks that yeah. have them kind of bringing that misconception we have about the amount of work that's involved that they were like, oh, it's really not. They're you know, getting I, simpler and. I think our newest supporter of the show, Todd, might have one. So, Todd, hurry up and move back home so you can print all my stuff. <laughs> Don't move back up there, Todd. He's moving down here anyway. Just come this way. It's nice and the weather's nice here. So, uh, Well, I have still been working fervently on my RPG that we're getting ready to start. And okay. I had some really great progress this week because we had started out with two. And I was getting – I had two players. I was getting to the point where I was like, Ah oh, man, and do I am I gonna have to do this via Zoom? I really didn't want to do streaming. I just there's something about it I don't want to do. We I tried one, I didn't really care for it. It's I felt, hard to capture that atmosphere. You're about it, atmosphere, it so it, it's hard to do that. And it was uh it was too easy to be distracted. If if it if the if what was going on wasn't about my character, it was just way too easy to be distracted. Yeah. That's just me. But I went from two players to six players. Whoa. With one text. I don't I don't think I realized that. I, I <laughs> yeah. heard yeah. you pick up another player and stuff. Yeah, like so that. we went from two to six players. So wow. now I'm like running around with, with my head cut off because I, I was already starting to mentally build how everything was going to come together with our two characters. And now I'm like, oh, I got to change everything. This is so exciting. And everybody's really excited. Got some young people in there. Oh, cool. Between 16 and 20. And then... Um, Two of their parents. One of them hasn't played since the '80s, oh, wow. and is super and is super excited That's cool. to get back into a game. And so, and so it, it's been a lot of fun. I've been drawing maps like crazy on our Monday night live streams. Been drawing maps and stuff. So that's what I've been working on. I actually haven't painted anything in a couple of weeks. I think I'm still riding my January madness painting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still I'm still going. You know what? I could go another week without painting because it's still kind of like I did one every other day at this point because I did so many. Actually, I think I'm still at I'm still at one a day because I painted so many in January. So, I'm 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 off the hook. I'm still at one a day. Man, still man. at one a day. So, other than that, that's about all I've actually had working no, i have been i've been just going crazy no with new it. games for you any game plays for you i did have one so we took my son and his girlfriend to the mall at the beginning of january and being the old fogies my wife and i were in barnes and noble while <laughs> oh, they were wandering to go to cinnabon <laughs> oh they were closed man oh, i totally man. wanted to go to cinnabon but they were closed uh i did sit outside uh bath and body work no yeah, Bath and Body Works while my wife went in and smelled all the soap. Uh, <laughs> it's just like sensory overload for me. Yeah, man. And I'm like, well, I can only smell so much strawberry and vanilla and cinnamon and peach <laughs> and pineapple and musk all balled up into one. I can only smell so much of that. But when we went in Barnes and Noble, we found these little games and it was they're little card games and they're about the size of a, a cigarette lighter. And oh, it's a card cool. game. And 
we were like, oh, man, we should get some of those because we have a lot of kids. Uh, for those that don't know, we have five kids. One of them doesn't live at home. He's he'd be 27 in a couple days. But uh, the rest of them are all at home from 7 to 15, 16. Sorry, he just had a birthday. And when you go out to eat somewhere b- between crayons being eaten and dropped oh. on the floor and knives played with and everything else, it's it's a madhouse, right? So we were like, oh, man, these might be kind of cool. Little two and four player card games that you can have in your purse or the glove box of your car. Yeah, just leave them in the car. Yeah. And but my mindset was, oh, no, it's going to be like a miniaturized version of Candyland for me that I'm going to have to play <laughs> with the kids at the table. And then I'm not, I'm, yeah, it's going to be terrible. Well, this morning we went to breakfast and I have my my 10 year old with us. And I was like, oh, dude, we got it in the glove box. Go grab one. So he went and grabbed this one. It's called Orc. And it's it's a territory control game. And it was really, really cool. Mm. I, I was very surprised. Played in like six minutes. Oh, wow. Real yeah, fast. So, then. Yeah. So you could play two or three games. You know, if you were at Outback and it was crowded and it takes 15 minutes or so to mm-hmm. get your meal, you play a few games. But I was really, really surprised. The card quality was good. Obviously, they're a little thin because it's about as big as a cigarette yeah. lighter. How many players um, could play that? That one was a two-player game. Two-player, we okay. got We got two two-player games and two four-player games. We've only tried the one game that was called Orc, and that was Territorial Control. And it was easy enough that my seven-year-old could have played it no problem because it was really just color coordinating. Mm-hmm. But had nice artwork. I don't even re- I don't even remember who the manufacturer was. But they were super cool. And they're at Barnes & Noble. Like I said, they're about as big as a cigarette lighter. There must have been 15 different games. Hmm. So super cool. If you got kids, go out to eat at all. It's a, is, is a nice thing to have because I know like when we go out with my mother-in-law, as soon as we sit down, she opens her purse. She's like, let me see what I got in here for you guys to do. And I'm not a grandma, so when I go out, I'm like, I don't have anything for you guys to do because <laughs> your grandma's not here, and I'm confused. So we used to always play the classic tic-tac-toe. Oh, man, I've played so much tic-tac-toe. <laughs> like, I don't even have to look at the board anymore when I'm playing with my kids because I know where they're going to go every time. I oh, just sit man. There, I just sit there with my crummy wax crayon. You know you're in a good restaurant when they bring you Crayola crayons. Oh yeah, that's you know that's you're some, you know you're in a good restaurant. That's high class stuff. That is, there, that is high class. I don't eat in those places. I eat in the places that bring you the wax crayons. <laughs> Can't be helped. Well, Mac, uh, shall we wrap up our beginning banter here and get into our main topic? We yeah, we're still we uh, we're still chipping away at uh, drowned earth factions and uh, our so called waterlogged. We're still waterlogged. Yeah. What do you mean so-called? This is not so-called waterlogged. This is waterlogged. Well, I'm snowlogged today. It is imperative (laughs) that we have silly nicknames for each one of these series. Hey, that one came off the top of my head and just stuck. It was a good one. I liked it. So stand by for waterlogged. All right, guys, welcome to our main topic of the show, where we're continuing to deep dive. Get that? You see that? Uh, (laughs) Into the factions of Drowned Earth in our waterlogged segment. And today we're going to look into the next faction. And what is that next faction, Mac? That next faction would be none other than, drum roll, please. Just kidding. (laughs) 
Oh, look, I got one. How about that? <laughs> the Bondsman. The Bondsman. No, I don't really know much of these guys. I've I haven't seen them on the table yet, but. From what I know of the book, they're basically thugs and mercenaries. Is that a fair assessment? You know, I, I don't think it's right for you to, you don't know them. <laughs> How dare you just cast aspersions on the quality of their character without even knowing anything about them. They are much worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> they would well, be insulted that that was all that you referred to them man. as. Well, let's let's take a let's take a look at the bondsmen. Right. So, what well, are the bondsmen? Let's take a look at the bondsmen. I I, I love their their phrase that um, that James so generously provided for us for all of these guys. It's anyone, anywhere, anytime. That is a I, good quote. That is a good quote. And you would have, you, if you go back and listen to the audio stories about the bondsmen, you'll hear that exact quote, but it'll be with background music and much more intense reading. <laughs> so go back and so go back and listen to it because I already have the bondsman up on the podcast. So give that a listen. So yeah, basically they are your thugs, mercenaries, like you said, but the, the real thing that they, they, they do is it's the, it's all the slave trade. That's, okay. that's where they work. Now, the funny thing about the bondsman is because of the, the area that the drowned earth is taking place. And again, this goes back to James just doing a wonderful job in world building is that he's created the five lakes district, which is primarily where you play your games. That's kind of where everything is happening in Uliah in the drowned earth, but he's left the whole rest of the world wide open, mm -hmm. whole rest of the world wide open. So you can build it how you want, or you can just wait patiently for James to, release more and more nuggets of information, however you want to go about that. But in the Five Lakes District, slaving is, slavery is illegal. This does not bother the bondsmen e even a little bit, not even a little bit. They are a nasty crew. Now, incidentally, it, from, from not a fluff perspective, but from purely a, a game perspective, I believe I may be wrong, but I don't think I am. But I believe that they currently have the most available models to them, especially with the new leaders just released. They have, let me see, they have eight models available to play. Now, there's only four of them. I'm sorry, five outlined in the book, which means they've gotten three more. They've gotten Akara, which once again, if you would like to hear some dramatic reading telling you more about Akara, please feel free to follow the podcast on Podbean. But <laughs> we've got we've got that up we've got that up there for the leaders. But they also got Shanat, who was released a little while back, and Ravana. So those were a couple of other characters that were released that don't come in the starter box of the Bondsman. So. Again, I want to touch on the gameplay part of it just a little bit real quick with them, and, and that's this. These guys are your tanks. If these guys get behind cover, I'm not going to talk mechanics of the game, but if they're in cover of any kind and you're shooting at them, it's like shooting a tank because they are, they are the most armored faction of the other factions. They give up that mobility for that tankish kind of assault that they're going to bring on you so very cool if you like that kind of play style i have not gotten the newest leader on the table yet which is akara and we're not going to talk much about her because 
audio stories already up and she's not in the book. And we're just going, we're just doing rule book right now because this is what, this is where all of you lovely people out there who get your copy of the drowned earth. And if you're really lucky, come to coastal con February 26th and 27th, you may just win a copy of the drowned earth mm-hmm. signed by the author mm-hmm. with the coolest phrase in the beginning of the book. I'm going to say it again. I think I've said it once on the show before might've been in one of the live streams, but James made it really hard for me to put that book in the yes, raffle. He did. Oh yes, man. He did. Because in the, I asked him if he would send us an autographed copy of the book. Cause you know, I mean, if you're going to win a book in a raffle, it's kind of cool if it's got the creator's autograph, right? So he says, yeah, no problem, man. I've got your order for the leaders in. So I'll just drop it in that box. So we don't have to mess with the extra shipping, blah, 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 you know, take care of stuff like that. So I get the book, I open it up and it says, I'll be honest with you. I don't even remember what it says in the beginning where he's talking about the drowned earth, but the little tagline he puts on the bottom is prepare yourself for the invasion. James Baldwin. I'm like, what? I want my rule book to say that. That's Indian invasion. What? I want that. So James, just so you know, it's been, it's very hard for me to do that. I, I have my own very crisp rule book right here. That's not autographed in the front, but I am not the kind of guy who will put that in the raffle instead of that book. But I really want to <laughs> because I want that one because it says prepare yourself for invasion. All right. Anyway, so if you want to get the history of the bondman, go listen, bondsman, go listen to the podcast. So we're just going to jump right in and we're going to talk about the leader. Okay. Leader, leader. Go ahead. Give me give me your best. How do you say that name? Eric. Oh, man. Why did you do it again? You did that again. (laughs) I did. Hey, listen, I have to do the audio stories for him. And it's not so much. Do I say it right? Is if I'm saying it wrong, do I say it wrong every time the same way? That's what you have to do. Is it limb lime? Lamosk. Lamosk. That's what I would go with. Lamosk. Yes, it is Lamosk. So he is I've only used the bondsman a couple of times and I found them, like I said, to be just. I mean, this guy, especially Lamosk, he's just monstrous. He, he's a beast on the battlefield. But anyway, he has some some other names. Uh, he's also known as the Butcher of Banan. That's when you have a name like that, you are not a nice fella. So yeah. he is, he's one of the Saurian races. OK, so he's basically your dino lizard man. And he just he has no compunctions about slavery, about anything. It, it specifically says in his description that his primary talent get this. Now, let, let, let me let me set let me set this up first. Let me set this up. Eric, what would you say is your primary talent? If you had to pick something, what would you say would be your primary talent? Um, probably on, drawing. Do drawing. OK, I have seen some of your paintings and they are absolutely wonderful. Well, if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm going to have to say that mine is probably run in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to go with what you know, right? OK, now, Lamosk, however. He has nothing so benign as that. His is, wait for it. No, really, wait for it. Just kidding. His is violence. That, that's what his special talent is. He's good at is, being violent. Is violence. His is violence. He is just absolutely monstrous. Um, and he, he, has, he loves 
being a bondsman because the the whole concept of being a bondsman ruthlessly efficient uh, under the description in the beginning james talks about their motto for the bondsman is cash talks and the question why is a mere formality they don't care and it, it's i love it i absolutely love that part of it and once again in the history james does his little nugget of information that he does not bother to elaborate on mm. in the rule book so the last line under the history of the bondsman is this it says the militias despise them but the only people the bondsmen are really afraid of are the semi-mythic dispensers of moral justice in Ulia, the Justicars. So we don't know who those are at this right? point. I'm like, what are the Justicars, dude? Yeah. Where's You're flipping through the book. You're like, hey, hey, ran out of pages. There's no more pages, and I didn't yeah. see Justicar. I'm looking in the appendix. I'm like, yeah, let me see. it makes me Jay. wonder, <laughs> with the Kickstarter come out, are we going to get some more nuggets, you know? Uh, you know what? I don't know if we're going to. I would sure love to. I, yeah. I want some explanation of some stuff first. But let me tell you, James is a master of being tight-lipped. He, yeah, he, he does. Is. He does not share, and I don't like that. He doesn't I, do any oops <laughs> or you know subtly let something slip. You know, with a wink type well, of thing. He, I think he did a couple of times did when he? they were yeah when they were doing the um, the videos for the Uliah Chronicles. Yeah. He that one. He, there was a couple things he said, but, but he, but he went right back to his evil ways and he'd show a card, but half of it would be blanked out. <laughs> he'd be like, well, here's their armor, but I'm not going to tell you anything else about them. Like what? <laughs> what? Hang on a second. So that's Lamosque. He is the leader. And like I said, he, I mean, he's got in game. He's got good range. He's tough. He's armored. He's fast. He's just, he's yucky when you have to fight him. That's all I'm saying is he's yucky when you have to fight him. And then this one. Now I have some, I have some questions on, on this guy. A couple of them. First one is his name. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. Would you like to try again? Wow. That's Eric? a, I, I'd either <laughs> abbreviate that one to fan or just okay. call him by his last name. Vanu. Vanu. Yeah. I like Okay. That. So Vanu. I don't know. I don't know if this is right, but this is how I've said it. And this is how I did it in the story. So it's immortalized forever, incorrectly pronounced if so. But I've always said Fan Kanye. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. So, you know, kind of yeah. now there's my no. So here's my real question about that. There is a sculptor out there that goes by the the ta the handle Fan Kanye. And I don't know if he sculpted this guy or not. Or if it was just like an homage to him or or whatever it was. Mm. Anyway, this is actually one of my favorite models. The the sculpt, the pose, everything about it. But this this guy goes back to like we were talking about with the firm, when we were talking about the way that James world built with these guys. Okay. And and the the way that he put the characters together. So this is what I like about this. This cracks me up. Opening line, you'd be forgiven for thinking the volcanic rage boiling within Fan Kanye was the remnant of some childhood trauma, terrible injustice, or tragic loss, right? Mm -hmm. Except it wasn't. He just he was like a regular kid. <laughs> he's just bad, right? <laughs> he, he's just bad. I mean, it goes, he says he was brought up in a loving family in traditional Eastern Barangi settlement. So it's like, okay, so what exactly is wrong with this guy? Now, I don't think that 
I don't, there's, there's one person in this faction that does this, but I, I, I don't get the same impression like the firm when we talked about them, we were talking about how it was almost like this um, group of tortured souls. Yeah. They all were broken in some yeah, way because yeah, like, of something that happened to them. Yeah. Like you felt bad for them. Yeah. And yeah. the bondsmen make up for that because they're the ones that they're like, you look at them and you're like, man, you're just a jerk. Yeah, for absolutely no reason whatsoever. You are just a big giant butthead, and I don't all, think I like you. They all just like being, yeah, bad, you know. Yeah, and absolutely, and, you know, uh, doing bad things and just having that attitude. Uh, nothing outside in their world affected them to make them that way. It's right. just that's how they are. Yeah, and once again, you can understand why Lamosk likes Fan Kanye because he despises pretty much everything. Yeah, he's just—he's just a it's ball just a of miserable. Hate. Yeah, and yeah. what he—and he's a big giant Barangi. So what are you going to do? Roll up to him and be like, "Hey, man, turn that frown upside down, buddy. Put on your happy hat." <laughs> he's going to smash Monkey, you, Mister Monkey Man. Now I could—I could see Lamosk bringing him like two little symbols. You know, if Fan Kanye was down, little two little symbols and one of those little a little fez with a little monkey that bangs the oh, symbols together. <laughs> I might need to buy another Fan Kanye just so <laughs> I can do that. Just so I can do that. But yeah, he's just filled utterly with violence. And he's only happy unless he's raging. That's the only time he's happy. He even hates other Barangi. It's like, why do you hate other Barangi, bro? Not only are you a Barangi, but your family loved you. I think we need, you know what I think we need? I think we need an Oprah moment with Fan Kanye's parents. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to find out. We I need, know, I think I, we need I Dr. Think, Phil. I think with him, that would go more along the lines of Jerry Springer. Yeah, he'd probably be a Jerry Springer, <laughs> but I think Dr. Phil could help him. I, I think Dr. Phil could help him. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay, <laughs> so Fan Kanye, I do encourage you guys, if you're listening, though, the, if all joking aside, the model is absolutely gorgeous mm -hmm. easily one of my favorite ones and i've i know i've said this before but the drowned earth is one of those games that i for me personally i set that's my one of my standards for is this a good model and if it measures up to this then yeah it's a good model you know for me that's just for my personal opinion because it's the aesthetic it's what it's made out of it's the uh, limited number of limited amount of flashing how well the model goes together all of those various things that go into putting a model together. So, but this, this model, man, even if you don't play the drowned earth, which I don't know why you wouldn't play the drowned earth. It's so much fun, but even if you don't, the model alone is worth getting. It's just, a, it really is a stunning model. I know that's not fluff stuff, but it's really a great model. Now the next one. All right. We're starting a theme here. So you better practice for the militia. So try it out again. So we're on oh, the twins, the twins, Alea, and oh, I want to pronounce that J silent Yora. Oh, you know what? I never even thought about that, but I wonder if that's it. I've always said Jora. Okay. But, but I could, now that you've said that it never even occurred to me, but I could totally <laughs> see yeah, how that would one. be Yora. That totally, I got to go re-record the bondsman. <laughs> Dang it. Golly. Okay. So these two, are from an area in, in the Five Lakes called the Colricks. Now, the Colricks is a really cool place because the Colricks is one of those places where the people there have decided that instead of 
rebuilding their own civilization, a lot of what they do is they'll shore up the ruins, the buildings and everything, and then and they use them. So those are the kind of places that if you're building a board or quite frankly, the Drowned Earth would make a fantastic RPG setting. Yeah. But so in, in my mind, I can visualize these ruined buildings that are being supported by whatever kind of structures they've managed to build or what have you. And they're living in the old ruins in the building. So that's the Colrix. There's something else that they like a, a whole lot in the Colrix. And that's um, that's slavery. They, they, they like that a lot. And <laughs> one of the distinctive things about people from the Colrix, and this is also in the description, is facial scarring and the high ponytails. So high ponytail like a top knot, right? And so that's these two. And they are twins. And there is a, a martial tradition, a combat tradition called the Coling martial traditions. And these two are masters of it. And nobody really knows what happened in the Colrix with them. Like they, they don't talk about their background. Very few people know much about them at all. And the, one of the things about them though, is the, so the leaders in the Colrix are called Coles. Okay. K O L probably saying that wrong too. So James, if you listen to this, send us an email with the pronunciation yeah. guide for everything and we will fix everything. We promise. But so they're they're the children of this of this really powerful Cole, right? And he died before um, Alea, the older of the two, comes to power. So she's not old enough to take power yet, and and Dad dies. So Mom marries this other warrior, Gorm. Right? Okay, you with me? You guys with mm -hmm. me? Okay. And her new husband was the regent now. Uh, basically holding the position until Alea comes of age, right? Unfortunately, there was a false accusation that Alea poisoned a guard in the house, and that was, like, dishonorable because, you know, this is like a warrior cast of people. They're, they're all yeah. warriors. You don't poison somebody. That's that's something for Barangi or somebody, anybody else to do, but it's like, it's not us. We don't do that. And it was done to discredit her claim to th that authority. So Jorah, her brother, tries to take the blame. Now, now this is the intrigue. This is one of the things I love that James does. So why does Jorah try to take the blame? Because if he takes the blame, then she didn't commit a crime. She can still take the position of being a coal and mm -hmm. then ultimately, you know, get him out of whatever kind of, um, basically mess he, him. right mess what he would have been in yeah. but of course it didn't work out all that well and they ended up having to run and to this day their stepfather is still looking for them so now you have to ask okay well, how does that play in mm -hmm. and how can you how can you incorporate that into your game if you're a world builder and to me when i read when i read the stuff that james writes in here it it makes my mind go RPG, RPG, RPG. You know what I mean? Because of that storytelling element. But the beauty of games like these smaller skirmish games is I feel like you kind of get that element in the game. You can play the Drowned Earth 
sort of like an RPG. I realize there's a considerable difference between the two, but it's one of those games like Twisted that you can get, in my opinion, as close as you're going to get to an RPG and still be playing a skirmish game, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just because there's so much fluff and there's so much you can do, there's so much room to world build. And I always encourage people, man, just make up your own stuff. Who cares? Not like anybody's going to show up in your basement and be like, hey, you can't do that. That's not in the rules. I'm like, okay. If they do, you're not playing with the right people. That's right. And and the next question would be, why are you in my house and how quickly can you yeah. get out? Yeah. Be- because guns. because guns so last one last one of the bondsman come on we're starting a new tradition here uh you got this one i think this g is silent so i'm going with your your slot odo okay i don't think this one is silent james solve the dispute gersla 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 that's my again opinion because because at no point in time should you ever take anything that Indian invasion says with any sort of authority because <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. We just like to roll dice and play games. But all right, do you know anything about Gersla? Because she's no. actually my favorite character. What, what race is is she? I'm guessing. Is it a she or a he? Yes, it, it is. Okay. It is a she, and she is a dverg. Okay. But, but. The thing about her that I love the most is she is the misfit in the bondsman. Okay. And the reason that she's the misfit in the bondsman is she was a slave. She was a slave who was brought up in, in absolute brutality, but you know, she never knew anything different. That's all she ever knew. Well, eventually she gets moved to a different place because just her, she's strong. She's very strong. So she gets moved to a different place, develops this friendship with this other person. And then this other place, because it's capitalizing more on skilled labor than the brutal place where she was originally, she sees a slightly better life. And, you know, that starts to get the wheels of freedom rolling in her head and yada, yada story goes on, story goes on. And they get to the point where they're like, okay, well, we, we have to escape. That's what we're, that's what we're going to do. We're going to escape her and her friend. So they try to get away. Bam. Everything's going good. She's starting to get away. They get caught up to who do they get caught up? Who catches up to them? (gasps) Lamosque and his crew. Yeah. They're the ones that catch up, but, but at this time, there's a guy named Hormdahl who's in La Mosque's crew twice as big and double Gersla's strength, but she's got like uh, freedom is running in her veins, man. Okay. Freedom is running in her veins. So when he confronts her, she manages to kill him. So this is a trained slaver and she manages to kill him. Gives you kind of an indication of, of how strong she is. Well, the reality is that she was a slave and didn't know anything about running away through the jungle and avoiding these trained hunters. So they caught her. I mean, obviously they caught her because she just couldn't, she couldn't escape Lamosque and his crew. They were, you know, they're a trained crew. They overpower her. And Lamosque is so wicked that he says to her, you killed one of my people. Now you belong to me. Yeah. And she fills that role of Hormdahl and under threat, under threat, under constant threat from Lamosque. 
and Anara, her friend, is still alive, at least at this point in, in the writing. She's still alive. Who knows what Lamosk has done at this point? He may not. He may have been like, OK, you belong to me now. Hey, psst, go kill the other one because we don't need her. Yeah. She's not tough. You know, who knows? But th- this that's the point where I felt like almost come back or come like it came back around to how the firm was. So now you get that little piece of of tortured. um soul that's in there and and all you can think about is like when i think about gersla i'm always i'm always like all right i think there should be a role where if i'm using the artifactors or the militia and you're bondsman and you bring gersla on the table i think she should like try to make a break for it and shoot you in the back as the bondsman we'll come save her we're the militia we'll come save her that's what we do man that's our jam that's what we do so i i really like that character um, I had the hardest time getting that model together, though. I'm not going to lie. That was one model that I was just like, you know what? I'm going to use the philosophy of how super glue is in the bottle. <laughs> because she, I'm surprised you didn't whip out the hot glue gun. Oh, man. Well, it doesn't stick to metal very good. But <laughs> but so she's kind of my favorite in the context of the Bondsman. From a playing perspective, they're super tough. Uh, I mean, they just are. They're super tough in game, but their story, e- even with the twins, you almost get kind of back to that torture. They're not really tortured because they're they're buttheads. I mean, they, they were buttheads. They got done wrong by their yeah. stepfather, but you kind of like, well, you know, you reap what you sow, man. You you guys kind of deserve that. But then you have Gersla, and you're like, man. So when you start to think about that flavor. Uh, of that faction you can kind of look at can you can you imagine what her day-to-day life must be like man she must wish she was still a slave because that's got to just stink you know she is she yeah is she killing good guys sometimes she's she's tracking down other slaves that's got to just what a what a tortured soul i know a lot of people don't think that deep when they're playing a skirmish game they're like which model is that you're talking about dude i, I don't know what you're <laughs> that does i don't know what you're talking about but that's that's where my mind goes when I'm playing games. It's all about that world building, world building, world building. It's just fun to do. It's fun to do. So anyway, that is the Bondsman. Uh, uh, they're, they're such a cool faction. If you want to find out about the new leader, who is Akara, you can check out the... Drowned Earth website. There's little blurbs on there for all. Yeah, they the got a little leaders. bit of backstory yep. and stuff on there for them. Yep. A little bit of everyone's backstory when you click on the models, but you can also check out. You'll have to go back a little bit. It's been up for a while. It is the new leaders is the mm-hmm. audio story, and it is the audio blurbs for all of the new leaders, which is um, the new leader for the Bondsman, the Artifactors, the Militia, and the Firm. So everybody got a new leader. And there's a little bit of a blurb on all of those. So it's super cool. Bondsmen are cool. Go buy the box, put the models together, paint them up, post them in the Facebook group, and everyone will go, ooh, ah, those look awesome. Because they will look awesome, period. They just will. No matter how good of a painter you are, they will look awesome. Because like I tell my children all the time, the only one that has to like your painting is you. Yep, yep. All right. Well, next time we got the militia coming up. Uh, yes yes that's my faction all right the militia so (laughs) all right scooby-doo exit 
There you go. We will see you in Phantom Dice. We'll be right back. All right, guys, we are back for Phantom Dice. Scary. <laughs> yeah, this is where we like to talk about independent games that we're either just discovering or games that we're like really into. Yep. And uh, I have one that I'm going to try and sell you on. And you Uh-oh. may have to, I mentioned this, you may have to stop me. All right, I'm, I'm going to set a timer. Game. I'm going to set, set a timer. timer. Okay. So what I want to talk about today is a game that I I found out about a couple of years ago with my son Xander. It was it was a good family game because it's not you know overly complicated to play. It's a card game. It's a wrestling card game called Super Show and Ooh, wrestling. Super, Super you said Show, wrestling, the wrestling card game, and it's designed by SRG Universe. And if you guys are interested in wrestling games. You can check this one out at their webpage is supershowofthegame.com. And basically what this is, I said mentioned it's a card game. And it's a collectible wrestling card game where players select a competitor. And you basically race to hit a finishing move before your opponent. Uh, but if their opponent kicks out of the pin, the crowd goes crazy, gets on their feet and the battle it out again. So it's got a couple different elements in the game. It's a card game where you, you have your deck and you have a dice. Now, Ooh. yeah. Well, is, is it a, a regular die or is it like a custom one? It's a custom one. It's okay. it's basically like a six-sided dice. And okay. uh, what you do basically for your deck is it's built around the competitor with their own unique gimmick and their finish moves. And the decks are comprised of 30 cards. So you would take cards numbered one through 30. You can only have one of, like, you know, one of number one, one of number okay. two, and okay. so forth. And then the finishers are your last three cards. So it does have, you know, all the cards have their unique name, but it does have a little bit of customization. You know, you like I said, you can only have the, you know, one of one, one of two. Well, they have... You know, the game's been around a couple of years now that they have a number of ones that are, you know, number ones or number twos. So so is it uh, like you buy one deck and one deck is representative of a wrestler? Yes, but you can okay. customize it eventually as you get more cards from different wrestlers or different sets and stuff like that. Now, do you have to get them in sets or do they do booster packs too? They actually sell just the competitors. So you can buy, okay. I, I want to say they were like, it's a, I, it's been a while. Uh, I can't remember if they're under 10 bucks for like a wrestler and his three finisher cards. Oh, okay. That's and not bad. And, that, just, and that, that's a deck of 30? For, and then you that? would well, you would still need to take the cards one through twenty-seven to finish his deck off to play. Okay. And let's see, the goal is to defeat your opponent using one of your finished cards, attempt to make him submit for the pin one, two, three. Now, what's kind of cool is they have some different ways you can play, you know, very thematic you can face your friends in a squared circle caged match you know they have some special rules for these right uh, a grand battle i've i've played in games where you had like 10 people each yeah. playing a card at a time royal rumble uh, baby you could do tag teams trios hardcore that's my favorite um and i'll get i'll put a pin in hardcore for a minute and get back to that <laughs> a little mick foley but the game plays two to six players 12 and up 
So like I said, it's easy okay. for kids to play. And basically what you start with, so you start with your wrestler card and there are three finishers. I mentioned that you have, you know, each wrestler has their gimmick power. Uh, some of them are one-time effects. Like the guy I like using is his gimmick is when you roll a strike, you get to search your deck for one card with the, the keyword punch in the title. And then you add that to your hand and shuffle your deck. So he has ability to pull cards, you know, okay. those, those okay. cards you want that work off his gimmick. And the die roll, what it, it is, it's, it's all these different like icons, color coded. So it's easy to figure out. It's great right. for kids. And so let's say I roll that, that strike, that punch. Well, that it's yellow. So the yellow matches up on his skills and it stands for 10. So when you're playing, you're both roll, you do a roll off. Okay. And whoever gets a higher number gets to draw a card, play a card. Now, if you guys tie, they call it your bump. It's like, you know, you go in the, the middle oh, of the. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you just or, bump. Or, you, or you tie up, like they tie yeah. up and then push and away. And you just break. Yeah. So mechanic wise, what you're doing is you both draw a card and you just roll again. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to do your do uh you start with a lead and then your second one is a follow-up and then once you play those first two cards you can go for the finisher card okay now if those cards when you play them all the cards have different text triggers like it may say draw one or you get a plus whatever to your next roll you know stuff like that so you do have some kind of strategy of which right. one do i want to play some cards can stack so you can have a whole bunch in a line of your 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 starters or your you know your follow-ups so you can have more than one card in that okay. row to kind of you know play on each other's text ability okay i just want to know one thing okay is there an upgrade card that makes your opponent go oh yeah brother don't make me come over there because well, i'm gonna put the smack down on you they do have special cards in the game like theme music it's a one-time ah. <laughs> beginning of the match thing that on your first turn roll of the match is a plus two. So if yeah. you have this as a, like a sidecar, you some of the one of the rules is you can have one of these special ones. You can have managers. They have oh gee, come yeah. on. The they have the all, south, man. Very, very themed towards wrestling. Now, one of the things that you can do if somebody's trying to play one of these cards, some of these cards are known as stop. So on the bottom where the text would be, it has a little stop sign that says stop. And it'll say stop any follow-up su submission. So if somebody tries to play a follow-up submission, you have this in your hand, you can play it. And that card that they just tried play on you goes in their discard. Uh-oh. And then this stays out for you. So sometimes it's beneficial to stop a card because this is a lead. If I'm struggling to get a lead or you know win the roll off, well, this is a way I can get a card out. Okay. Um, so that's, that's you know, kind of thematic to the wrestling of, you know, you're doing a block or something. Now, when you do hit your finisher and your, your opponent doesn't use a stop card like that, what you do is you roll that little color-coded die. And depending on um, what you do is you, if he can't block it, you do the text on the finisher. It okay. could be, it could add something to your die or it could do something like discard players cards and 
the die, you roll it and you're trying to get as high as you can, of course, on your little stats, you know? So then say I got an eight, you know, I rolled agility, which is You got an eight. eight. I said it. My opponent has three rolls to try and either tie or beat that eight. Okay. Okay. Now, if he doesn't make it, well, one, two, three pin, you win the game. If he kicks out both sides of the board, get wiped and you basically start that whole progression again of finish so it can go back and forth and one of the neat elements is if he kicks out there's a crowd meter deck if he kicks out the crowd starts getting excited you flip a card and it gives some kind of bonus it could be you know um for kick out it gets it gets harder to kick out so it kind of amps up you know, the, the, the pinning attempt, right. Right. Like you're getting tired. So it gets harder to kick out. Right. So it's a really fun game. It's thematic. One of the things I liked about in the game, like uh, our little local community had a thing where we had our own belts. Now I said, (laughs) put a a pin in it. Hardcore two time, hardcore champion, right? Oh yeah. Come on now. Come on. We actually would make up our own wrestler. So my guy is actually a, a, his stats and his ability is a character in the game, but I designed my own wrestler with my picture in it, Billy Boy. Uh, you know, and I <laughs> re- redesigned like the finishers of Singing in the Rain and Milk Plus Bath and uh, One in the Yarbles. So <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And some of the guys would dress up, wear the little, you know, yeah. luchador mask and stuff, and we'd wear the big belts and have tournaments and stuff. Well, so you know, it was they- a lot of fun. The interesting thing about that is um, Rumble Slam is a great miniatures game mm-hmm. that creates that exact same effect. So if you're out there and you don't like card games, I'm not a big card game guy. There's some that I do like. I like to play Pokemon with my kids. Um, and I guess I should say to more accurately say I like to lose in Pokemon to my kids. I uh, will have to send you a deck of these because they do yeah. sell them in two-player starter decks where you get two wrestlers, two mm-hmm. dice. You get everything you need to play. And um, there's different rules for playing, different styles. Uh, there's Hell in a Cell and um, yeah. no, that, know, a couple that's different definitely ways to win. And, the, being raised and living in the South, and I, I cut my teeth on wrestling, man. Me and my cousin used to jump off the roof and elbow drop oh, each other. I don't know how we're still alive. The community around this game really get into it where they cut promos at tournaments and stuff. Oh, yeah. oh, and yeah. they have their little grudge matches from different, you know, areas. Um, the company's out of, I think they're out of New Jersey. So, I mean, if you guys are interested in a quick kind of fun card game because these games sometimes take like 10 minutes to play you know and awesome my son always beats me so we just shuffle them back up and start there again you he, there you go he's kind of got an overpowered guy that he uses but well you know fun. you gotta let them win sometimes too so they keep playing with you he's he's brutal man he, well, that's his good. his gimmick is he's taking cards from you so Ooh. it's like they'll be at times where I got one card in my hand and I'm like, well, I'll play this one card if I can. Oh, nope, I can't. No, he's going to take it right. He's like, no, no, dad. You got to go in that order and we'll I'll be back. stuck with one thing. <laughs> but if you guys want to check out Super Show, um, there's a lot more to it that I didn't get to here, like how you can win and stuff and just deck construction. And you can check out all the cards online. It's uh, supershowthegame.com and that's by SRG Universe. So, did I sell you? Did I sell you on it? 
I think You're I'm gonna. Have, I think I'm gonna have to check it out. I, I am definitely out. a wrestling fan. So my my very good um, starts <laughs> with E and ends in Y. Uh, you can get it for about twenty five bucks on eBay. <laughs> Look, I got a, a book full of cards, so I can custom build decks. Oh yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Because I'm I'm a big fan of Rumble Slam because of the same thing. It's just uh, it's wrestling, man. Come on, it's wrestling. Who doesn't yeah. want to? If you got to have a Ric Flair card and a Macho Man card in there somewhere, um, you know what's kind of cool is the company does make deals at time with the independent guys. Like uh, oh, I know, oh okay, like uh, what was it? Uh, Green Tornado or Hurricane? You okay, know? yeah, you yeah, remember yeah. him? They yep. they had a card with him. They had uh, AJ Styles at one time, so they've had some some guys when they were independent nice. in the game. Um, nice. So it's kind of neat. And then, like I said, a lot of them are made up, but they're very reminiscent of oh like, yeah, big show or, you know, type characters. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Very cool. So guys, go check that out and tell them Indie Invasion sent you. No, you really don't have to because there's probably, <laughs> there's probably nowhere to tell them who sent you anyway. But check that game out because card games are cool. Dude, games are cool. That's why yeah. we do this because games are cool. But this next part... This next segment that we go into more often than not, instead of introducing you to a game, it simply reminds us that we are no longer young whippersnappers <laughs> <laughs> because when we flash back, it seems like we flash back farther and farther every single time. Are we Scooby doing again? Yeah, we got Scooby Sweet. twice. Play our theme music. <laughs> Old classic flashback news. So what's the flashback this week, my friend? All right. So the flashback this week, Mac, is it's not that old. So I'm we're All talking right. 90s. We're talking same time that Magic the Gathering came out. Okay, okay. And it's Vampire the Eternal Struggle, or what I first got to know it as was the Jihad. Uh, uh -huh. now it only lasted as that title for a short time and then they turned it to you know vampire is a little more recognizable and it's it's based right. on their the gothic role-playing game that was out in the 90s uh, oh yes which we've we're talked big about fans that <laughs> yes and what this collectible card game what made it different is it wasn't the one-on-one -on -one. you actually played in a group and when you were it wasn't so attacky like magic at that time. I think this this didn't really fare well. People didn't quite get it at that time. They didn't right. realize that it was more about the intrigue and because uh, you're playing the ancient vampire and you're manipulating your vampires in your deck and you're only attacking people. I think it was to your left. Okay. And you earn points for knocking people out. So it wasn't that combatty, and I think that's one of the reasons why it didn't really take off. Because you know, magic, it was easier to find one person to play with, whereas this, you needed, I think, at least four players to play, um, and it could take forever. It could take two hours to play a game. Huh? But it was just, it was a really neat, different at that time. You know, that was the explosion of the collectible card games. Right. Right. And then based on something that was already very popular, you know, the Gothic vampire game and uh, it, 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 it has pedigree. This was designed by same designers, magic Richard Garfield, who also oh, okay. did, he did uh, Netrunner at that time. 
And I mean, it did have its flaws, but a lot of people, it has a hardcore fan base that even after the game kind of went out of production, it changed hands a couple times. People still played it. They made their own tournaments and met and played this. Yeah, it's basically, it was a resource management game where you had 30 points of influence called your pool. And that's what you use to pay your for blood cards. pool, right? Yeah. Yeah. I th- right, actually, I think yeah. it was blood and those are really hard to find, you know, nowadays. And it, it was, yeah, it was, it was a fun game. Now, wait a minute. It was one minute, of those games. I didn't on, play much. Wait, 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 hold on. Blood is hard to find these days. Is that what well, you the actual say? tokens, the blood tokens? Oh man. I remember for those playing. diehard collectors out there. I remember doing Vampire the Masquerade and did you um, use those ones in the that game? No, we used the like the things they got at the Dollar Tree, the little glass, the flat glass stones. That's all we used. The little red, we just got little yeah. red. That, yeah, that I think those, that's what I used. I got them yeah. somewhere still in a baggie or something. Um, but I ended up uh, like when this was at college for me. So when I moved out of college, I had even less chance to play the game. <laughs> so it turned into me just collecting the cards. So I got right. binders full of the cards. It changed hands a couple couple times, different companies trying to put it out and keep it going and stuff. What's funny is the game is still around. Maybe a couple of years it was out of print, but it's been around since it came out, just in one form or another. Okay. What, what I'm excited about and kind of why I wanted to talk about this is it's it's kind of back, but it's not collectible anymore, you know, in the blind buy. the There's a company called Black Chantry Productions is actually licensed to print new cards. Okay. So what they're doing is they're actually reprinting some of those classic hard to find cards, but in sets. So they're doing like theme decks of say you want to play Nosferatu. Well, they they designed a custom deck that you just buy, pull out of the box and play. Okay. Now it does, I guess they are doing it where you can customize your deck by buying different sets. They they'll have, they're going to have big bundles of just, you know, 80 cards, you know, that you can build your library with, but it's not collectible. It's just sets you buy, you know, you can buy, oh, I want to buy all these, you know, these faction decks, you know, and their theme. So they're going right. to have multiple decks eventually. And I think it is out now. They do have a, a starter box set that comes with, I want to say, five different decks in it. They wow, give you some nice nice rules. That was one of the downsides I didn't like of the original game is the rules were like that little tiny pamphlet. And it was hard oh, to read yeah. that little print and, you know, really understand the rules because there was no way to show an example. Sure. You know, nowadays, most rule books, they can do that. Oh, yeah. And I guess that they're they're going to be supported by an official player organization and start doing tournaments again, actual sanctioned tournaments, not just like the the fan base tournaments. Right. So I mean that's that's kind of cool that it, it's coming back back out again. And if this is something that you guys missed, you can check out uh, their their website is blackchantry.com uh, to check out this these new products they're putting out for the game. They like I said they are doing some reprints of the the old original cards, but they are also creating new ones with new artwork and new abilities and stuff like that. So you I mean, can do some deck building and stuff. Giving, giving new life to the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So, um, but I think the rules are still basically the same. 
Uh, they kind of cleaned it up a little bit, probably. Gotcha. So I'm kind of excited to see it back out nice. again. Maybe I'll give it a try again. There you go, man. You can come about, down here and I'll play a game with you. I got about five books of cards from back in the day. <laughs> Googly moogly. That's like we were talking about earlier, man. I really want to find a card catalog, an old library card catalog. Yeah. Set it up set it up in the game room with all the cards in it. That would be awesome. But that was my flashback for this episode was Vampire, The Eternal Struggle. Uh, let us know, you guys, if you've played it. I know we have some listeners that remember it and have played it. So uh, give us your take on the game, what That's you liked right. about it, what you didn't like. That's right. Always, always let us know. And guys, we're wrapping it up now, Eric, having way too much fun talking about way too much cool I stuff. I know. I could. You, you have to stop me. I saw you like... Tell me, whoa, 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 I know, whoa. I, I know. I, I, it's the first time I had to set a timer on you. I'm like, man, that's usually me that gets the hand signals. But Shut you, up. You want to hear up. more about wrestling card games? <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. So true. I always want to hear about wrestling. But guys, always remember, you can check us out on all of those amazing podcast stations out there. We are on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, pretty sure we're on pandora i got an email today about some pod hosting service called verbal yeah. and apparently we're on there too uh, so that's kind of cool didn't know <laughs> but happy about that that's pretty cool but where you, you can check out our youtube channel facebook instagram twitter we are on all of those wonderful different places yep, talking yep. about the only things that you should talk about on social media good fun stuff and i would love people to jump into discord that's yes. new for us discord and you can easily find a link on our website and that website is what mac it is coastaltex.com for coastal con <laughs> apparently there's a contracting company out there named coastal construction so i couldn't have coastal con i had to get coastal text but that's okay we like that too but yeah anyway. we have all the links on on the web page for yep. you know the the podcast uh the youtubes uh our supporters whether it's jim the tabletop engineer oh yeah uh, master of bexham's bazaar yep which just came out or yep. no it's the it was his supply source book. oh that's right the supply source book the, the bad came the out. bad thing to look the, at because yes. we just want to circle yes. everything yes. um unipolar we have links for them for all our merchandise so if you want a shirt dice tray coffee mug and then, or even your own kind of merchandise if you're yes. in a position where you want that he does that too AJ will talk to you if you want something special and Ooh, custom. Yeah. And then, of course, our supplier of many, many <laughs> toy men, Discover Games, Alan. Just contact Alan at Discover Games. Check out their website, their, yep. their Facebook. You can see what they got. If you order something, man, he's right on it. He'll get yep. it to you. They're, lickety split. They're picking up speed on their YouTube channel too. So you can check out their yeah. YouTube channel. They're getting more stuff put up over there as Doing well. Some playthroughs and stuff yep. like that. So definitely check that out as well. And if you would like to contribute and support Indie Invasion, you can always go over to our Patreon and check out Indie Invasion on Patreon. All of our stuff over there is free, but there is some stuff that we post exclusively on Patreon. And maybe so, maybe I we can we can give you a shout out and I'll give you give you one of these. <laughs> On the show. Who doesn't want one of those, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mary hates that. <laughs> Mary hates that one. All right. Well, anyways, guys, when you're out there playing your games and solving all of the universe's gaming problems one game at a time, don't forget to prepare yourself for the invasion. Bye, guys. put a um put a couple things in my ebay basket you know hoping i'll get that the seller has sent you an offer <laughs> oh yeah come on, come on. you know you want to give me an offer that's right i'm working it man i'm working it <laughs> starts in e ends in y baby oh man you know you know well i was on one of my bad things yesterday yesterday was that? it sunday what's that kickstarter <laughs> oh dear yeah what I was looking this? at some stuff on there, and I'm like, no, no. <laughs> it was hard. What you're doing, something keeps dinging, and I can't tell what it is. It's going Turn. boop, 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 boop. I don't know what it is. I don't hear it. No, it's not doing it right now. It was like a message somewhere, but I don't know where because I don't see anything new in Discord. And I don't see anything new in my email, like a, an offer of 20% off of something. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't see anything I don't, from eBay. I don't see that, which is a little, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. It's a little disturbing that I don't see it yet. I would expect that they know who I am. So <laughs> they would be a little bit quicker about getting me an offer than they have been, but Hey, you know, can't have everything, I guess. Okay. We should probably start this thing because yeah. this could go till like 1130 and us have accomplished nothing except running our mouths. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. Whoop, whoop. Oh, whoop, whoop. Okay. Hey, guys, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. So, so, all right, man, let me go. I got to get Fernando in bed and I'm all in his bedroom. Fernando. Yeah, I know. I'm all in his bedroom and he's all like, Dad, get out of my room so I go to sleep. I hate you. <laughs> no, he's not really like that. <laughs> Nando Calrissian. Nando Calrissian.